You're listening to Fit Pro Sessions with Parallel Coaching, Season 2, Episode 4. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. In today's podcast, Hayley and I are talking about the four principles to getting started as a fitness professional. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. The final episode, season two, episode four. This is not the final episode of Fit Pro Sessions because we jump into season three next week, but this is the end of season two. Hayley, here we go. Here we go. And this is all about, all of season two has been about getting started as a Fit Pro. So it's been about your Fit Pro beginnings. And that means it is for you if you're a Fit Pro that's literally teetering on the edge, ready to get started with clients overcome by fear, overcome by reasons, excuses, things that are stopping you from now taking that action and getting started with clients. So you might be a yep. fit pro that is currently learning. Yeah. You're taking new exams. You've got your practical assessments maybe uh, in the next couple of months, but you know at some point in the next, I don't know, one to six months, you're going to be a fully-fledged fit pro. Yeah. Maybe you've just passed. Maybe, maybe you're waiting for that certificate. Maybe you're waiting. But ultimately, <laughs> it's that point, it's that transition of how do I actually begin as a fit pro? So let's do a quick recap. Season two, episode one was fit pro beginnings, which was all about... Starting with the end in mind. Starting with the end in, in mind. Yeah. And your, your deep reasons why you're here, why you exactly. started, why you want to go and help people. Um, and we answer four clear kind of principles and questions in that episode. Then we jumped into season two, episode two, which was all about the common questions, all the this things. Was, this yeah. was just, I loved that Electric. session. Yeah. 25 commonly asked questions that stall fit pros from getting started and we just thrashed them all out. And, and it stalls people from getting started <laughs> for a number of reasons because it stops you to, from getting to the real nitty gritty questions that we answered and asked, more to a point, in, yeah. in season two, episode three, which was last week, which is all yes. about your internal hangups and understanding why do I stop myself? Why do I self-sabotage? Why do I feel like this? Why do I have this fear of failure, fear of success? Uh, why is my self-worth, self-belief, self-confidence? Why don't I think I can, why can't I pull this off? Why do I believe that I'm not going to be able to do this? And I look around lots of other people and I see them absolutely rocking it and killing it and I compare myself and ultimately we get rid of all of those internal hang-ups. And, and by, the today, end of, by the end of the last episode, yeah. you would have ditched the fear of starting, which means you're ready today. You are now ready to be able to start thinking about what you've got to do to take those steps, those meaningful steps yeah. to make this a real thing. And I think a lot of people, <laughs> when they start in anything, we want to get into the hows. How do yes. I How do I do this? How do I make the, the food? How do I make the cake? How do I make whatever it is? How, how do, do I create I, a plan? How do I create a plan? How do I wash get the car? car? How do I, you know, in all areas of life, it's yeah. always the hows. The hows stall us. The right? hows stall us, but we want to get to the hows. So if you're joining us brand new today and you've not listened to, um, season two, episode one, two, three. Okay, that tees up today. Yes. Okay, don't just jump to the house. And if you are listening to this and you're a regular uh, Fit Pro uh, session listener, you know, go back and if you've not done the work, today's session about the house really doesn't make any difference. I'm going to lay it out there. It sounds quite 
harsh, quite a stern comment, but it will make zero difference if you haven't gone and answered and thought about the, the, the questions and the conversations of episode one, two and three, because if you don't understand why you're here, why yeah. you're doing it, you've not got rid of those common questions that are bugging <laughs> kind of the front part of your brain. Now, uh, see season two, episode three, the internal hangups go to kind of your um, your Neanderthal brain and answer all those internal, internal. dialogues. Yeah. We can't get to the house. Exactly. So the hows are irrelevant and if you've not be... done all the other stuff. And you'll be following these strategies that we give you today, these four principles, and you will come across those internal hang-ups, those common questions. So if you have jumped straight to this episode, you are going to hit some barriers that we've pre-sorted um, for you so, in the other episodes. So go back. Go back. Switch go back. it off and go back right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the things that you've opened up in the last episode, for those of you that have already listened through, those in the last episode, those internal hang-ups, opened up a lot of, oh, actually, I can do this. Yes. And completely. I can leave that baggage, that negative thoughts, the clouds behind and I can make way for some sunny days away from those negative thoughts and start to take action. But something happened. These little other things started pro cropping up out of the out of the out of the way, the which <laughs> isn't necessarily your thought process, but real things like real reasons, real stuff that's kind of now a new problem, a new barrier to deal with. Which is what today's all about. Exactly, it's about the time, the commitments that you have. You might have family and work life and money and stability that you've got to consider before you just leap off the cliff and start a new career entirely. So today's all about the <laughs> external hang-ups, so to speak. That's well, yeah. what I think there that's a, a key that's point. It. Okay, so we've dealt with the internal stuff. Am I, why me, why now? Can I do this? <laughs> yes. Can I pull this off? Now today's all about, I do have some real plausible justifications as to why I can't get going and how reasons. do I get past them like Hayley's already mentioned you know I don't have enough there's not enough time in the day I've got I've already got two jobs and I've got another part-time job on top of that and we've got we've got kids we've got family we've got after school runs we've got holidays coming up you know we're, we're filming this um uh, late July early August so it's holiday season there's, yeah. there's lots of real reasons where life is happening and then add to that the lack that you might have whereby you're like oh i'm missing knowledge i'm missing strategy i don't know how to go and get clients i don't know how to plan for my clients and they're also really real reasons that are stopping you from getting started completely and it's all about getting started and i think you know i think if we had just one summary point yeah okay getting started is just about taking one meaningful action just one. Just one meaningful action. So regardless of kind of how busy or how um, how many external hang-ups you've got, yeah. even if you just took one action today, okay, what would you have to do just to take one action today? It might be a, a two-minute action for you to get a little bit of momentum, but you might do a whole week of two-minute actions every yes. day or a whole month of two-minute actions every oh, day. Oh, fantastic. You'd be so far down the road compared to someone that's still waiting to take Completely. any action and it might just be that that first amount of small time energy and effort just to start to get that snowball rolling to get yeah. some momentum and i want you to take a moment just to think 
Have you been waiting for something to happen before you take action? This is Tell a us more. That's good. Uh, this is a delay tactic, and I am queen of delay tactics. So <laughs> true story. True story. So I'm very qualified to talk to you about this. So... <laughs> Haley has an A star plus plus plus. Um, three years in a row on this. <laughs> so thinking about um, you right now, are you waiting for one thing to happen before you now go and take action? meaningful action towards starting as a fit pro. So I interpret that as I'm waiting for my ho for now, my to holiday to start and finish before I take action. Yes, I'm waiting for the kids to go back to school. I'm waiting for uh, a certain amount of money. I'm waiting for a redundancy to come through. Um, yeah, that's it. I've heard that so much. <laughs> I've, uh, the, I'm waiting, the redundancy's on the horizon. I'm waiting to see if, if my name's on the list. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely story. Yeah. I love that. And, and I've actually been in that position. So I'm also, you know, incredibly qualified. I've been in that very <laughs> position. But the, you're, you're so far out of my control. If I think back, it was so far out of my control because I didn't know when that, my name, I didn't even know if my name would be on the list, but I didn't even yeah. know when I would find out if my name was on the list. So you've just got to wait. So I've just got to wait. So it's a real genuine thing that you've got to consider. But at the same time, you're just waiting, which takes all the control, all of your momentum right out. It means you can't start daily and, action. And, and season uh, two, episode one was all about the why. And I remember like this burning desire, mm. kind of this flame just slowly starting being put out. You know, like the old, an old candle and you have that, the, the thing you put the candle out. Do you know what um, I mean? Yeah. A, a candle snuff. A candle snuff. Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like, the, the more time I waited, the, the more this candle snuff. <laughs> New word. <laughs> New word. Okay. Came over the candle and lowered down. And I, I felt that point. And I remember that's why I, I resigned in the end. Did, do you remember like yeah. that 2011? I just went, I'm out. I'm good. Yeah. I've got to go. Because if I wait any longer, the candle's out. Yeah. And that's what we talked about in, in, in episode one, two and three was this, this small flame builds up into this big burning inferno of leaving your dance <laughs> on the dance floor, doesn't yeah, it? You know? exactly. And what I love about what you said a minute ago is that an action doesn't have to be as massive as I'm leaving my job today. It can be the little small things which lead you to have yeah. a little bit more control, a little bit more momentum. And a little bit take, more belief yeah. as well, a little bit more belief. And take these little actions, and we're going to dial into these in a moment, but these little small actions are going to allow you to be able to feel like you're at least on the road, making one step after another step, even though you might still be waiting for something big to happen. So the question is, before we move into some, kind of some possibilities here, it would be, is, what are you waiting for? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? What are you waiting for? And, and do and, you need to wait for it? And do you need to wait for it? It might be, the answer is yes, and that's okay. In which case, what can you do today? And what, who would you have to become today to take a small, meaningful action Amazing. in spite of waiting? Because okay. without any action, you never get. Any closer. Honestly, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, <laughs> go back. I'm gonna say, go back and re-listen to that last little bit. Yeah. Okay. Let, well, let's say it again. You ready? What are you waiting for today? What are you waiting for? And maybe you have to wait, and that's okay. Okay. And then you've got to ask the next question. What do I have to do today or who do I have to become in order to take a meaningful action in spite of waiting? Oh, there it is. Okay. Exactly. Or who do I have to become? What do I have to do in 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 moving this forward? So maybe the waiting game is less. Yeah. So but I really stop... want you to start. Yeah, so you start <laughs> taking some little actions so you can get closer. It doesn't mean you have to get there in one leap. 
little steps. Yeah. And those little steps mean that without action, you never get any I think closer. we've got to swallow our own advice here. You know, if we had if we had a, a pill, uh, you know, a, a blue pill or a red pill, and both of them on there, I'm going to say, like, it would be like... That's like Matrix, Yeah. Right? And one pill says, my own advice, and the other one says, my own advice. You're only left with swallowing your own <laughs> advice. Okay, no. bit of a bit of a Jack Sparrow oh, moment there. But ultimately, if we had a client and they, they wanted to lose weight, let's say they were, I don't know, four, five stone overweight. And they said, they said, Neil, how do you lose weight? I said, it's a, it's a series of small steps um, consistently repeated day in, day out. And they wanted to get from like where they are now and be like five stone lighter tomorrow. You'd be like, no, mate, that's totally unrealistic. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be achievable unless you did something incredibly radical, like go and have like, I don't know, weight a loss, leg a leg removal, <laughs> weight loss surgery like overnight, wham, bam, wallabing, bam. There's, yeah. your, there's your five stone gone. You'd be like, well, that's, that's, a, that's a real stupid approach. Like, no one's going to do that. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's going from like zero to hero. Mm -hmm. Let's swallow our own advice. Okay. It's not going to happen like it's that. It's not going to happen overnight. It's the same as your weight loss clients. It's the clients. same as your weight loss clients or whatever clients you want to go after. Okay. So swallow that same pill and go, do you know what small actions do I need to repeat daily? Okay. For your overweight client, their, their small actions could be to drink three liters of water every day, get uh, seven hours sleep and train three times a week. Yeah, so you see what I mean? They're yeah. actually small, small hinges, ninja moves, swing big doors. Exactly. And as your client's doing these little tiny modifications and you're giving them advice on that, they're just modifications to their lifestyle that over time lead them closer to the outcome. But what you wouldn't stand for is if your client turned around and went, but I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to food prep. I don't know how to do this. You've or just I'm done. Not a food prep. I'm actually going to tip my can hat. Can I get one for that? To Hayley. I am going to tip my hat to Hayley because you've just made <laughs> the, the smoothest. It was going to be so smooth they didn't even know. Exactly. And now you're just giving it away. And I was, I, was, <laughs> I was teeing up for transition for me. <laughs> and you just went straight in and uh, whipped the tablecloth from underneath me. They don't even know me. what we're saying. You don't even know what we're talking about. And that's the funny so, part. I was saying that your client basically has this modification. You wouldn't take it from them that they said, I couldn't cook. I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to food prep because there is always an answer. I mean, we live in 2020, right? Completely. There is YouTube. There is Google. Everybody Easy. knows the hows. Everybody knows the hows. And this is the, 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 the biggest thing I think uh, one of the biggest things that stops a lot of fit pros from getting started and it stops the overweight dude from getting started as well because nice. we have this really easy um response of I don't know how to cook and for a fit pro would be I don't know how to set up my Facebook page I don't know how to change my Facebook cover I don't know how to set up Instagram I don't know I don't know how to uh, get a, get a client I don't know um how to get an interview in a gym I don't know how to uh, I don't know what to wear in the gym uh, for uh, for an interview. I don't know um, all of the hows, all the specific how, how, hows, how, how, how. And so we have this um, external um, conversation with ourselves of like, I'm not techie, I've never been able to do this. And we go back to season two, episode three, which is the internal hang-ups of belief of whether or not you can do something. You see how yeah, these intervene? Inter exactly. Like, this is planned stuff, people. This is planned. <laughs> and what I love about this is, is, I just want to, it's a really harsh comment what we're saying here. 
There's no excuse in 2020 to turn around and say, I don't know how to do something because in your pocket right now, the very thing you're listening to us on or watching us on is your mobile phone or your laptop or your or your tablet. OK, the answers are the there. answers <laughs> are there. So, for example, you might go, I don't know how to set up my Facebook page. You're brand new to fitness. And you think, you know, I just want to I need to get a Facebook page up. And I need to start putting some bits out there. I'm going to set up a business page. And you go, I don't know how to do it. And so Someone you've got two options, really got two options. You can either sit there and believe that you don't know how to do it. Or you could literally go on to Google and say, how do I set up a Facebook page? And then go on to the first, literally the first um, YouTube video, YouTube video. Google blog, Google blog. And somebody has made you a step by step process of the exact things you need to do right now on the current and Facebook. And it will be free and it's quick because it's there and you don't have to pay anyone else to so do it for you. Whenever we have this external hang up of I don't know how to do X, okay, you've literally got to type in your very problem into Google. And we do this, this daily, literally. Like, this all is how the time. we built our first website, it's how we built everything since. And, and we just go, Oh, I don't think I can know how to do that, but I'm sure somebody has done it before. I'm not the first person to do it. So for example and if someone's done it before, the answer will be there. Success leaves clues. So for example, like in our Facebook inner circle um yesterday, somebody put a question in is how do I make fifteen second clips for Instagram? Yeah. Yeah, what app do I need? And it's a great question because that goes back to season two, um, episode two common questions. Type in your common question right into Google and go, how do I create a 15 second clip? What app do I need? Somebody has answered that for you. Like the world doesn't need any more information. We literally have every ounce of information at your fingertips right now. Awesome. We just need to go at and out and get that information and, and ask the, the question literally how you would say it right into Google. So we smashed the internal hang-ups in yep. the last episode. You've now just said any of those hows you're worried about, don't worry about. That's a and fun it, it, it is, <laughs> but I also, want to, I also want to address a couple more things before we move on here into the principles of what is your actual problem right now? Because you could turn around and go, how do I set up a Facebook page? How do I set up Instagram? How do I set up my nice. Gmail email okay, account? Yeah. How do I get the client? How do I market the client? How do I take money from the client? How, how do, do I, I edit do, a video? How do, how I, do I edit, edit a video? An image? Like, yeah. But you really got to like step back you might write all these how questions down but my question to you is what is your problem and question right now okay so an example yeah, what's the one biggest an problem example of that is somebody somebody things. reached out to me in the week and they said what do you think of this um deal to set up a website and i went for all the details with this learner and it seemed like a great uh, package to get a website and then i asked just one question is your problem uh, right now as a fit pro about having or not having a website and the answer was well not really my problem is somewhere else i'm like cool let's not focus on Building the website getting my first client so yeah. this goes back to what Haley said earlier okay and i need to just go up through the notes uh, and grab the exact words um, what did i say you said what are you waiting for what are you waiting for what are you waiting for and this is the same question isn't it mm. i'm waiting for something 
and in doing so I'm going to go and solve a different problem. <laughs> and then you've got to wait for that problem to get solved. You've got to wait for that problem. And then that problem to get solved and so that problem to get solved. I've seen this and not and I've been guilty of this big time is we create our own problems, mm. okay, but don't necessarily need asking or answering right now. Well let's bring that back to the weight loss client yeah. as an example. They, you say, like, these are the things I need you to do to get started. This is what you need to do to lose weight. This amount of nutrition, this type of thing on the workout, etc. They've got their plan. You've given yeah. it to them. And they go, I just need to go and buy my trainers. Oh, <laughs> I okay. knew what you were going to say. I just need to go and buy my sports bra. I need to go and buy the Tupperware for, um, for my meal preps. I need to go and buy the blender. I need to go and do this. I need, first of all, Which are all important. And then, oh, I'll start on Monday. And they kind of build up the things that you yep. need to consider but this stuff builds up yeah but that's not their problem right now so we end up ans ar get my words out asking and answering a set of problems that are useful and interesting yes to tackle but they're not what we need to be focusing on right now so my question is like what are you waiting for? And are you filling that waiting with uh, with a problem that really you just don't need? Stuff questions. Stuff questions. Okay, yeah. Well, so yeah. Stop asking questions or how questions if that's not your problem right now. Okay. okay. And we're there every day. So we have, you know, we're we're building parallel. Parallel's growing. So we've we're just a little bit further down the road and than maybe you are. And that's something we said last week. Um, Don't compare your day one, one to, to somebody else's, else's day one thousand. Day one thousand. So we ask questions every day, and I go back to go back to it all the time. I go, is that my problem right now? Is that what I need to be focusing on right now? And ninety nine percent of the time, it's not. I'm just allowing myself to be distracted to a more sexier problem yeah more fun to deal <laughs> a with a more fun to problem to deal with because actually the the toughest uh problem is the one we're avoiding and, and that's the one you really need and, to solve and that's the one we really need to solve so let's dive into these principles we have four really clear principles for you to follow so if you're starting as a fit pro getting ready to jump off that cliff um ah. <laughs> we're gonna make sure that you've got a really nice net underneath so, and a parachute and a parachute so that when you and jump a buddy off the cliff... <laughs> and a buddy like this is a tandem jump no. because it's scary right it yeah. is scary and you've done all the hard work time energy and effort getting qualified you've done you've you've had to go be online or do attendance days you've had you've tackled so much already you've already kind of jumped off various cliffs and found that you can actually do this stuff now you're at the edge of the next cliff and you're like i need to get started and that first step across that line across the edge is scary but i yeah. get that i really do but it, it's not a free fall it's not terminal velocity straight <laughs> onto the rocks this yeah we is, don't want that no it's not but that. it's also not it's never got to be that. No. It's only the... There's the, so many safety precautions you can and put the, 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 the feeling of, of that getting started is is just up here. Nice. Okay, so it's just a step forwards. But Amazing. It, but it's for, the toughest step is always the first. So principle number one is about having a goal and a deadline. Okay. And what I love about this is it's not just a goal. It's also a deadline. It's also you need a... a time frame on it. So you've probably done a ton of goal I'm setting. I'm going to pause you there, actually, on you, that. You're going to say no. No, but no, I, no, that's not what I'm going to say. It's like, I think, well, if you look back at level two and level three, okay, which, which we teach, yeah. okay, 
It's always been a point where smart goals have been the, the hurdle inside both those qualifications. Yeah, definitely. Like, m pretty much, if we, I mean, if we had 10 people on a course, I guarantee six or seven will will bang their head against a wall for a, series, a period of time around goal we setting. struggle with goals. And yeah. I think this is when you get to that first point of kick-starting, there's not enough appreciation for goal setting because we've maybe had a bad, not a bad experience, but a bit of a sour taste in my mouth around goal setting. It's like, oh, not goal setting again. And now principle number one, Neil and Haley, here they go again. Goal, goal setting. setting. But without a goal, you've got no destination. Yeah. And without a deadline, you don't even need to get to the destination for a, for a time. So it's like, well, why even, we why start now? Why start now? Exactly. <laughs> why, why? Why even start now that. if you don't know where you're going? You don't know what time you got to be there. It's like we've said this before <laughs> with the sat nav. It's like if you've got to get to a destination for a certain time, you put all your preparation involved, don't you? Like you plan the night before, you get all of your clothes ready to go away, all of your wash kit, all of your paperwork that you need, and you're like, cool, everything's packed, the car is packed, I'm ready to go. Sat nav, I know my destination, I know what time I've got to leave to get there, it's all planned. Whereas if you don't have the destination and you don't have the time frame, when will you leave? Completely. Well, it when is... will you even pack the car? Well, it's like next <laughs> next Thursday night. Next Thursday night, Haley and I, we, we live down in Plymouth, down in the southwest, and our Milton Keynes Academy is obviously in Milton Keynes, but we've got a PT group starting next Friday, mm -hmm. which is day one of the PT course. Yeah. And so we now have a goal to get to Milton Keynes for a very particular time and as a deadline. But there's also a series of goals and deadlines in order to get to that point as well so for example this afternoon once we've recorded this we're going to start sorting out all the paperwork we've got all the printing sorted we're going to get even down to like our own um uh kit ready personal kit for the for the three or four days we're yeah. in milton Keynes. we're going to sort the car out we're going to make sure we're good to go and now there's a deadline on that because that's got to be done today it's got to be done in so advance without a goal and without a deadline, you can't even begin to think about all of the other actions or mini goals or mini deadlines that go into that. Into the preparation. Into the preparation. So when you're setting your goal of the stepping out, this is your stepping out goal, basically, when you know that you're formally like the act, the big action has occurred. This goal might be something along the lines of having to save a certain amount of money before you hand in your resignation at work. Yeah. It could be um, that you want to make sure you've already sold a few clients on a few things. You maybe got a few clients running alongside your job. I call that fitness moonlighting. Yeah. So you've got your, I don't know, 37 and a half hours a week in your main job. And I know you earn 24 grand a year. And for the next six months, you're going to work let's say 15 hours a week and pick up clients. And for the next six months, it's gonna be um, incredibly hard on your time, but you're gonna start spinning lots of plates to the point where you start to earn enough money to reduce your 37 and a half hours. Yes. But there's a six month goal there. Yeah, and that won't just happen naturally. It won't happen, you need to plan for it. So set a set time frame and set the measurable outcome, which is to leave the job at this time or to have five clients yeah. earning me this amount by this time. Know exactly what you want in an ideal world and it's okay 
if that doesn't happen. Yes. My problem with setting goals always used to be that I didn't want to set a goal because I didn't want to disappoint myself. And I didn't think that I'd necessarily get this it or really I wouldn't get point. it in the right time frame or what if something else happened in be- before I would let myself down. You're not letting yourself down. It's just something to focus on to get you really excited yeah. about. So you can go, that's what I got my eye on. You don't need to tell your boss. You yeah. don't need to tell them, but you can just carry on taking your little actions, making sure making it that happen. you're focused and excited. I want to focus on two other different types of people here as well. So maybe you're in a position where you, you want to leave your job and get into fitness, and maybe you've got to give a certain amount of time. So I've had this conversation with quite mm. a few learners. Um, I'm going to say pretty much all this year. <laughs> yeah. It feels weird more oh, so yeah, this long. year, yeah. <laughs> More so this year than, say, previous years. But they've got to give at least a three-month or a six-month notice period based on their position in their job. And so that's an amazing time frame because if if you are in a position where you've got to give three months, four months, or six months, that's a serious amount of time to take a serious amount of action every single day. But by having that deadline, you've also put your back against the wall because you've made it very public. You've made it public to yourself you've actually had to write a resignation and and go through that that process that conversation which is a massive step forwards but now you've got six months to say right what do i need to do in this next six months what do i need to what do i need to get in order what ducks do i need to line up how much money do i want to kind of hold back where where my where's my money going out every month what actions do i need to take what kit am i going to buy and you can start to get into the nitty-gritty of a house to actually make this happen but when you've got your back against the wall and you've made it more public, yeah. I think that's a key point. Now, the other person I want to talk about is what I think is a, a lot of our learners, um, because almost 60% of our learners are ladies, female, mm-hmm. and are getting back into fitness, using fitness as a way of returning back to work after having kids. Yes. And so the first thing would be going back to, you know, what are you waiting for? Well, I'm waiting for the kids to start school properly when there well, four I've got or five. some time to be able to train yeah. And so then they're like, what are you waiting for? I'm wait, waiting for the kids to go back to school after the holidays, or I'm going to wait until after Christmas, whatever it might be. But what I want to dial into here is there's no major deadline or goal where you can really hold yourself accountable for. Because you've not got to resign from anything. Because you've not got to resign from anything. Okay. Yeah, and then, absolutely. so it's making it a real, a real public statement of this is what I'm going after. I'm really excited and telling loved ones, family, friends around you how much this means to you. Yeah. So you've got more external accountability. And still pick a time frame or an event that is around a certain time that's like, say, kids going back to school or I'm going on yeah. holiday in this week of August, I'm going to start as soon as I get back. So you've got a clear, and there's no, I think for this person, there's almost no, correct me if I'm wrong I might be well off the line but there's no major consequence to not getting going yeah you've only actually got everything to gain something we talked about Ooh, in nice and no risk or the benefits. there's no risk or the benefits so something we talked about in the um, season two episode one which was about um, fit pro beginnings was we're either avoiding pain or gaining pleasure yes and m- majority of the time most people take more action when they're avoiding pain now on this scenario this person you're gaining pleasure so you're working towards pleasure and so the the reward even though it's just as great is almost harder to take action because you're not necessarily having to avoid the pain or discomfort versus the person for example that is in a job that they really loathe they really dislike 
they just want to get away from it they just and want start something they and love. Start something they love. Absolutely. Whereas you're you're maybe in a position where you love being at home with the kids. You love that whole that whole, the the life, the setup. You love the, the everything about but whether it. Whether it's pain or pleasure, remember your why. That was season two, episode one. Remember yeah. that why. Yeah. Because you're starting with the end in mind. It gets you excited. It gets you focused. It's part of that goal, and it gives you something to aim towards. If you don't have the clear goal. Then whether it's an away from or a towards, yeah. you'll never get there. We did something inside the, the uh, Facebook Inner Circle quite a few months back now, all around about kickstarting and and having this goal and pricing up your package and 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 knowing what you're worth. And I think that's a really good place to start. So actually, let's place a link in here. Mm -hmm. If you're not already a member of the Inner Circle, come and join us in the circle, and we've put yeah. a hyperlink to that specific training. Because although we're talking about you know pricing up your your services actually the first crux of 40 percent of that training at the beginning was actually understanding what is the goal what are you heading towards and you know what something we've just yeah what do you need to earn and something we've discussed uh, in the last couple of episodes is is i want to help more people but with helping more be more people i actually make money and the more money i make the more people i can help and so they run um congruently right hand in hand Perfect. Run in parallel. Run in parallel. What an yeah. amazing word. So the next, this leads nicely on to um, really well principle number principle. two, which is all about chunking and chunking it up or chunking it down. So we're talking about dividing up your big goal into a series of steps. It's like cake. Cake? It's like cake. cake. So you've got a great big cake and I don't know many people that will try and eat that in one great big mouthful. Apart from Hayley. <laughs> <laughs> However, you want to cut it up into pieces. So you, there are different ways that you can cut it. You might cut it lengthways. You might cut it in the traditional kind of like pie chart fashion. But there's loads of different ways you can cut up the cake, right? So there are different ways you can cut up your goal. And that's what you're going to look at is how do you chunk that into bite-sized pieces so you can focus on eating one slice of cake at a time? rather than all of the cake instead of having, <laughs> calling, calling this uh, four principles to start in we should have said take your cake and eat it oh <laughs> we should have i mean what i love about this is basically saying right so it might be that your goal is to say get 10 clients okay and when you've got 10 clients you've got a bit more stability you've got more income you can start to take the foot off your gas and perhaps take some part-time hours and reduce your full-time job yes okay so so your first goal is well how do i get one client and then you can say, well, can I ask them if they know anybody else just like them and have a referral? Well, you've got two clients. Yes. And now you've got two clients to go, well, actually, do you know two more people just like you? Now I've got four clients. So that's a real, like, a crude, linear, crude way. But ultimately you're saying, if I, how do I, what was the exact process? I've got one client. Now let's do that exact same process and get another client. Yes. And, and it's really, really linear. So it's like the weight loss client that wants to lose five kilos they're literally le uh, losing one kilo two kilo three kilo four kilo five kilo yeah it's it's the same goal just small little pieces and then it. you've got a different approach whereby you could take a series of different actions but don't necessarily relate to each other but they do relate to the end goal they carve the path like stepping stones i like to see it as like there's your outcome and you can hop these, onto each stepping stone. And each one of these stepping stones is a process. So for yes. your weight loss client, it might be, so if you train three times a week, there's one process. Yeah. If you sit in a calorie deficit on your food, there's another process. 
if you drink three litres of water every day, there's another process thing for you. If you do your 10,000 steps every day. You do your 10,000 steps, there's another process. And if you get six hours sleep every night, there's another process. Mm. And those five processes together, if you do those for a week, you're going to be one kilo lighter. Yes. Okay, that's the outcome. So the, 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 the process here for you on your big goal is, okay, so the first process might be um, having a deadline, getting a deadline to hand in your resignation. Yeah. The next process might be to sort out your own personal finances as you yourself or as a family and know what the ins and outs are. Nice. What must you make? Learning then, something specific to your client maybe for the Then the one? next process might be learning something specific about your client. The next process might be do, taking an action of actually setting up some social media. And then the final process might be to... Um, to start selling to start selling or to to go and do some business meetings or or whatever it might be yeah but you see the point here is it's a series of processes the talking to the family about your ins and outs of your finances doesn't really relate to setting up your social media you don't have to do it beforehand one but... doesn't the yes. cause or affect the other nice but actually all of those together get you towards your big outcome goal you can't get the outcome the goal without doing all of those yes okay there so we go. i think we've just nailed goal setting a yeah. treat and also the nice thing about this is you can use it with your clients too so <laughs> you've learned twice here not only for yourself and how you take actions and, and it's not really just a case of saying you could then have linear goals within those as well. So let's just go one step further. It's not a case of you do one or the other. You could say, right, I'm going to have a series of linear steps to set up my social nice. media, okay? Which would be, I'm going to type into Google, how do I set up my Facebook page? Goal done. Next goal, go to Facebook. Step, go to the next goal. <laughs> next goal, how do I set up my cover photo? Next goal, how do I post? Next goal, how do I do a video? Next goal. And that all leads down that social media path, if that makes of stepping stones of social media. But the main thing being, you've chunked it into bite-sized pieces. It's a slice of cake, yep. not trying to do the whole cake at once. Completely. And not trying to expect you to be able to eat it all in one sitting. And also not just having like a tiny crumb every time. It's got to be still a substantial amount of cake to make it a decent amount of cake. Exactly. It's got to be worth it. Um, so it has to be this balance between um, something that's going to get you to the end point, but also that you could manage right now. Right now. That you think, I could have, I could do that so right now. So from a, you might, you might say one of my problems is, although I'm qualified, I don't, really know how to plan so you could type in to to you could even just go to our website parallelcoaching.co.uk go on to search and you could go periodization so you could then just go right today's goal is just to read one blog on periodization or about warm-ups about warm-ups exactly and then you go right cool now i've read that tomorrow i'm going to do exactly the same again because i've been led down a bit of a rabbit hole and i found this word called i don't know linear periodization you go cool i'm going to go and type into youtube linear periodization and so now you've got this stepping stone path that says i'm getting more confident in my ability to actually plan and guarantee a goal for my client okay love it but the, that one action was just could just be i'm just going to go to the parallel coaching website and type in and find that blog and then i'm going to save that blog and i'm going to read it tomorrow so you've done something pretty <laughs> cool here again yeah you are you're on the segue right there you go um, <laughs> so neil has seamlessly moved into principle number three which is all about solving one problem at a time yeah um and as he said that you could go through on the blogs and look at i'm just going to solve this problem and i'm going to move on now the same applies 
when you're looking at working with clients, you just want to solve one client problem at a time yeah. and one of your problems at a time. So this is where, um, as fit pros, sometimes when you're looking to become a fit pro, your expectation of what you would do this is, golden. is now this is a golden. little bit different. Yeah. So you might have assumed that the thing you saw that you liked about being a fit pro, I'm going to make it really crude, was that you saw people were standing up all day, moving around with clients, they're in the gym, and they get to stand next to their clients whilst they train really easy that like just sort but of also maybe but maybe you also saw let's build on that you maybe saw your your personal trainer work with a whole different type host of people yeah. but again don't compare your day one fat one to 1000 because they could have multiple qualifications that allow them to work with multiple different types of people so you might go well actually my personal trainer works with somebody that is really really overweight and bmi 40 yeah they might have their exercise referral but you didn't know that exactly okay so just because you your your expectation of what you can or what you saw was possible i think the key point here is seeing what is it that i really enjoy and what do i want to do in fitness yes. just because you were that that flame was ignited and that spark went on because of your journey maybe or what you've gone through or what you experienced that was just for spark like doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're going to go on and necessarily do or enjoy yeah so you want to pick one particular problem. Now, this might be that you want to work with just ladies that are, are post giving birth that want to lose weight. Yep. It's one particular problem. This doesn't mean you're going to be doing this forever. No. And yes. the only thing yes. forever is just one thing at a time. That one cake at a time, right? One piece of cake. So this is your one thing that you're going to focus on solving. And then you're going to create a signature program or a membership or a package. I would... Something that solves yeah. that one problem, problem that isn't a mix of like, I've got these ladies, but I've also got some guys and I've also got some people that want to build muscle and they're all in the same thing. You want to create one thing that solves one problem. I think we just opened up a bit of a can of worms. And I know we've discussed this on previous sessions but you know if you're just solving one thing it makes it incredibly easy to guarantee a result like you just said if you're going to have a boot camp and you've got gender's not an issue but let's just say that you've got male and female of all different heights weights sizes different age groups different goals different goals one wants to tone up for their wedding another one wants to go and do a 10k uh one guy one guy's an ultra runner one other you know they've all got conflicting goals and so how the hell do you start planning and this is what i see as a big problem what rep ranges where do you would you even down to the tactics of like exercise selection Mm could be completely biased towards one person's goal and completely irrelevant, irrelevant for another person's goal. And this is where people get their, their knickers in a twist and their confidence and <laughs> and, and yeah and uh, their internal hang-ups come out because deep down we know that actually we can't work with everybody. And I think the fear hits because you go, yeah. how do I guarantee a yeah. result when I don't know how to get a result? How do I guarantee and say you can lose five stone? And this how is I... how I think you can guarantee it. And it's a concept I've used so many no. times is this concept of going to a market. Okay, Ooh. so if you imagine that um, there's a market and in this market, there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of stalls. And all of these stalls is run by a personal trainer, yoga, Pilates, ETM. So behind the stall is is joe blog's personal trainer behind another stall is joe blog's personal trainer too and isn't behind another stall is a yoga person <laughs> excuse me 
Oh, God, it's going to be... I've run out of breath. I've run out of air. Yeah. And before the next person is... You see, it's always red stalls, all run by fitness yeah. professionals. And we all are pretty much guaranteed to be able to sing and beat the same message. Yeah. I want to help more people. I want to help people lose weight, get fit, feel happier, more confidence, feel stronger. Um, all after the same thing. Okay. Now, what I want you to do is to go down to this marketplace with all these red stalls and set up a blue stall... Okay, and this blue stall is your stand, flag in the sand that says, <clears throat> I can do just what you do, but I'm okay. after yeah. just ladies nice. that are post-pregnant and I'm qualified to help them and I am the expert in this. Even though I'm newly qualified, I have the latest knowledge and I am good to go. Yeah. And then, I don't know, the next person comes down and may set up a blue stall, a flag in the sand that says, my mini manifesto is, I help guys in and around Milton Keynes that are 30 to 40 years old that want to lose a little bit of weight and be confident taking their top off. Bam. So then when all of the hundreds of thousands of people flock into the marketplace, okay, and, and they're walking around and they're going, okay, so Red Store, you look just like that Red Store. And actually, you all these Red Stores, you look the same. I don't know what to choose. I don't know what to pick. I'm only going to pick the cheapest one because if you're all the same, <laughs> I'm going to pick the cheapest person. Okay, so you're charging £50 an hour. You're charging me, hold on a minute, £3 a session, £5 a session. I'm going to go there because there's no difference to you. Anyway, turn around and they see this blue stall. This is a guy, okay? We see a blue stall that says, I help guys in Milton Keynes. I live in Milton Keynes. He's right near me. I've got my ears pricked up now. And he walks over and says, you've got to be between 30 and 40 years old. You've that's got to have, me. that's me. Bam, this guy's good. And you've got to be... Um, have a little bit of weight, a little bit of timber around the midsection. That's what I'm after. I'm after a bit of weight loss. And yes, I am going on holiday and I do want to feel confident taking my top off. Like you, like you are the perfect person to me. To They're me. talking to me. And you're £60 a session. Fine, let's go. Because but you're going to solve my problem. It's designed for you're, me. You, you've, you've literally, Amazing. it's like you've been, have CCTV on my, in my house and you know everything about me. Like we are a good fit here. Let's go on a date. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do yeah. it. Exactly. Whereas they turn around and the person over here could be cheaper. It could be even closer. They could be even more qualified, but they're all singing the same red stall marketplace. So when we're talking about signature program, we're saying, who do I help and what problem do I solve? Make it really specific. And we're not, we're not, we're not saying you're never going to train ladies no. or never going to train guys. Just but, this one time, whilst you're promoting this one thing. But if you look, but if you look thing, at um, other successful fit pros, they're doing signature packages. Okay, so if yeah. I were, I've done this. I've done this, and this is why I can speak from experience. So I used to help guys in and around Plymouth that were 30 to 50 years old, and it was just a tackling confidence of the, of the belly more than anything. Yeah, okay? and their lifestyle. And, and their lifestyle. And I was I niched down a little bit more and was mainly going after career-driven guys. And, and I'm going to say 80% of those guys had were their own business as well, or were very yeah. high up in their business. Yeah. Okay, and there were 17,000 guys in and around Plymouth within nine miles of me. Okay, that wow. fitted my description I was going after. Okay, and I I was never short of clients. I I had a waiting list. Every time I opened the doors, I filled the so program. So no one was really niched down. 
into a very clear person, there's still 17,000 people exactly. that you could choose from. So but you don't now, need to have all of that. The important thing when we come to the how and you go back to your, you know, your, your goals and your chunking up and your linear and your stepping stones that we mentioned a minute ago, I now know what to put on my social media. I now know what my ideal client's problem is. I you know now, what to plan. I know what to plan. I can say, well, if I'm going to get 10 guys come and do this session and they're all in exactly the same place and they're all in exactly the same start. They all have the same nutritional challenges. So uh, the advice so you give just makes it really straight. I never have to go, well, I've got a plan for this person who's an ultra runner and this person that's doing, um, um, wants to get fit for their wedding. Like they're, they're two conflicting goals. But now I have very easy steps to follow because I only have to go down one problem solving place. And then the one thing you might be thinking right now is, but how? But how? How, how would I ever know how to get that result with that person? How can I and stand this, there at my blue yeah. table and promise that I will get them a result? Well, I'm going to be quite disparaging against the fitness industry now because something that that I felt incredibly passionate about for starting Parallel back in 2012, and my flag went in the sand and you joined me soon after, was this notion of face-to-face of -face courses, yeah. which allowed us to go through a series of, in my opinion, weekends of part, part, part whole learning, mm -hmm. where we layered something down for two or three days, we built upon that, we went away for two or three weeks a month, and we came back as a group and we did it all over again, yeah. and across a two, three, four month period, I'm going to say Parallel Coaching have, have not churned out thousands of personal trainers, we've created warriors we've nice. created hundreds of warriors because the amount of people that have come through us have gone on and are continuing in the industry past the 18 month marker like i could list so many people that are rocking it four five six seven eight years down the line yeah okay now my point here is is they were armed with confidence around their knowledge because nice. they understood it along the way and it's quite disparaging i get that but i want to say it yeah. And it's my fit procession. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it might be that you've done a course where you've got your certificate, you've met the criteria, but you're still sitting there kind of banging your head going, I still can't grasp how to plan. How do I put all this together? How do I put this all together? If I had a client that wanted weight loss, what are the specific things I have to do yeah. with my client? How do I get the client to take action? And what, what do I actually need to put in place? What do I say? How do I say it? What do I, how do I communicate this message? And what I are think the variables? That, what is that everything? The, that's what I think is missing from the industry as a whole. I've and actually, it sounds quite, it is disparaging. I've actually really loved, part of what we've launched recently is FitPro 31. You might have heard about it that we've been saying on the podcast. What I've loved yeah. is that we've had, we've seen how 85 people go through. Well, well, it's almost, it's, it's, not, it's 89 today. 89 <laughs> today, cool. Go for our Fit Pro 31. And what I love is that they've gone from this point whereby exactly like Neil was saying, how do I do this? How do I make this theory I've learned apply to now getting a result with a client? Yeah. So we combined everything you need to. We've structured it with clear principles. And what I've loved is people's confidence has gone through, through the, the roof. roof to the point that they're okay to now take action. And I've loved that so much. So if you're lacking a bit of knowledge, it will stall your confidence. 
And if you're lacking that understanding of that's how I get a yeah. client result, you're not going to want to sell it. Yeah. So you sometimes need that extra bit of knowledge. That extra well, everybody bit of... needs a coach. Absolutely. Every... I've got a coach. I've got a coach. I've had a coach for years. You've got mm -hmm. a coach. So I think the, the, the key part here is the last principle was uh, principle number two was about solving one problem and having a signature program. Yeah. One of the problems we solve and our, one of our signature programs is FitPro 31. Yes. Okay. So in this, in the course of um, about two months, we've put almost 90 people into our signature program. Yeah. And solves a very particular problem. We've taken somebody that uh, really wants this burning desire to go and help people. But one of the stalling things is, I, I, I know I'm qualified, but I still don't really know what to do to uh, going through FitPro 31, which is um, which is 30 days. And then you continue with all oh, 31 of days. Oh, 31 days. <laughs> but then you, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but then you continue with uh, week in, week out for life with the brain picks um, to being super confident and yes. knowing, knowing, going, right, that's what I do. It's like, you make this so simple. It's almost, it's almost like I just have to go and do it now. Exactly. So that's what I, I, I think is is a, is a key point here, is understanding... When you want to solve what, one particular what, problem what, with that, one client, build up your knowledge base yeah. around that so that you can do that one thing, thing. very clearly, but now you become Now you just yeah. turn up to the marketplace with this blue stool and everybody's like, huh? what's that blue stool over there? Like you stick out like a sore thumb because you just help people and with a certain problem. And I think this links so well into the next principle. Or the last principle, principle four, which is value first. Now, we could talk about marketing all day long all and day how long. you go and sell to your clients. But the biggest statement, we've got a couple of real clear points that we could not drill into you enough Bzz. is that if you're now getting past all that, like, right, I've built a plan, I know exactly what I'm going, who I'm going after, and you start looking for clients... What do you do? You start setting up with social media and you're like, cool, I'm going to sell. Yeah, yeah. So let's just backtrack <laughs> a minute. Gonna I'm going to put you on. Pause you. I'm going to pause you. I'm going to pause you. I think the main thing with social media is a lot of people um, see social media as like uh, videos of dogs and funny pictures and memes <laughs> of cats. And it's a way of communicating with your friends and family and having a giggle and tagging people in. But ultimately, social media, we've got to think about. Why is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, what was the objective from Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook? Yeah. And his objective was to create a platform that connected people socially, but ultimately was to be monetized and create a yeah. business. And so if we understand the objective of social media, what does Mark Zuckerberg or Facebook want us to do and how do they want us to play their game? And I think if we understand how to play the Facebook game, you never have to come up with tactics that you will never beat have, it. We'll beat it completely. And I think the game most people play from a social media is all about um, content consumption. Nice. So we're consuming content. You go on and you can easily lose an hour of your day, your life. So that's one hour a day, 365 hours a year. Wow. Okay. Which is almost two full weeks of your year gone. And that's through, just only an hour a day. That's only an hour a day. Consuming <laughs> content. Now, I want you to consider that you've got to become a content creator. Yes. And those people that create the content are the people driving the rules of social media. Nice. So if you're creating content, you are turning up with your blue 
market stall saying, I help ladies that are between 20 and 40 who have had a kid in the last six months and I help them get back into the body they desire. And now all of your content, one piece a day or one piece every other day to start off with, okay, will be geared towards the problems of that. So now your ideal client can start becoming consumers of you. Yeah. Okay. So very rarely would you find Haley or I um, geeking out over consuming content. And if we are consuming content, we're doing it really from a creative, a creative point. point of view and looking at it thinking, how did they do that? Why did they say it like that? How did they create this in the first place? How did they go through that process? Where did they come up with the idea? And now I'm going to pinch some of our ideas. I'm not going to copy it. I'm just going to use that as as, as uh, inspiration. And I'm going to go and create my own stuff. So if I spend one hour a day consuming content, you can now go and spend one hour a day creating content. Yes, there okay. is a difference. Now, what we're looking at is being able to give value. Like you say, when you're giving content and for other people to consume, for your ideal client to consume, you now know what their problem is because we had that in the last principle. You're going to work on helping them with that problem. You want to give them so much value that you start to build up what we call no like and trust. Now, this no like and trust is not going straight to a sale. Because it's social media is social. And this is also something we've not made up. This is something that we've been coached by and spent literally tens of thousands of pounds um, to to understand these these concepts. And we're giving them to you for free. And I think, you know, maybe it's maybe if it's too simple, that's why every why people don't take action. Yeah. So this no like and trust is essentially building up the content you give out to your client. You're talking, you're giving them examples of solving a problem. You're helping them go and get mini wins on their own for absolute free. Let's give a couple of using examples. Using your content. Like so that. things like knowing is like literally showing them and being like, hi, Yeah. So I'm here. when we talk about know, like and trust, you literally want to be like, imagine you're at this market stall again and you've set up your blue tablecloth and you stand for a particular reason. You've thrown your flag in the sand. You go, this is what I work for. I, I help ladies between 20 and 40 that have had a kid in the last six months get back into their pre-pregnancy body, whatever it might be, yeah. okay? You're like, cool, no, it's like literally you waving, going, hello, hello, Neil over here, I help these people. And they get to know you, okay? And the more you create more content, they come over to your market store, like, I really like what you do. I like your values. I like your you, values, I like, like how you say it, I like your message, I like how you present this. I you like, talk like me. Yeah, I like your sense of humour, I like the... I like I like what you wear. I like even like even down to like things of like I like your shoes. I like the I like the fact you're on time. I like the fact that you're consistent. I like the fact that you you're almost like me. People like themselves, like themselves. Yeah. Does that make sense? People like people that are like themselves. There we go. People like people that like themselves. There we go. I got it in the end. <laughs> and then the last part is trust. And the more the more they get to like you and the more they get to know you, they go, do you and know what? And they get to I... know the results you're getting with others. Yeah, but they also, I trust you're going to turn up tomorrow on this Ooh, market store. Nice. I trust that you are going to put out another bit of content tomorrow. I trust that if if I ask you a question, you'll answer me. And the more they get to know, like, and trust you, the more they go, do you know what? This person can really, really help. Now, you could build up know, like, and trust in somebody in 
in, in one post. But you yeah. could also build up no like and trust in somebody in 60 posts on social media. Which is just like that market stall in that you don't expect them all to buy the first time they come to the market. No, because completely. Because you'd expect to build that no like and trust over time. Well, let's say a new, I don't know, a new tomato sauce came out. Everybody goes for Heinz, but a new tomato sauce comes out and you go, well, I know of this new tomato sauce. It's called the Bergman red sauce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Haley and Neil here. Bergman. <laughs> the Ber or the, the parallel red sauce. Okay. Nice, I like that. Are you with me? I'm with you. And you go, I know, I know that they're about, but I also trust that Heinz doesn't let me down. It always tastes good on my chips. It's always fine. tastes good. But now you get to like the, the, the parallel red sauce and you're like, actually, I get to, I like what they're posting. I like their videos. I like their message. I like their humour. I like everything about them. And then you start to see other people use it and they go, I like for other people using it. I'm not quite ready yet. Oh, I like how they used it on that food. I like how they used it on that. that. Yeah, that's it. I like that recipe. And then they see a review and they go, actually, I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to trust that this is actually going to be just as good, if not better than Heinz. And they have a go at it and they go, do you know what? That was outrageous. I got good. my new favourite. I got my new favourite. I'm going to have this every time. Now, the average person, if from a marketing perspective, builds up no like and trust in order to convert that to a sale or a client takes 30 touches. So if you're only posting on social media once a week, it's going to take you 30 weeks to break somebody to trust you. Yeah. Okay, but if you're posting five times a day, it's only going to take you six days. The more content, the more creation, the more consistent you are, the more somebody can build up no like and trust and start to um, be aligned with you. Now, this is this is a, I think you're going to go a slightly different way. But one thing I think all the time <laughs> with this is social media is the metaphor for everything else I do in my life. Okay. So, for example, parallel coaching every day of the week for years at 10.30 in the morning, I post the Daily Mock question. Yes. Okay. You have. And now people message us going, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to answer it first. I'm, I, they literally want to answer it first. They're messaging us at 25 minutes past 10 going, when's it go live? Does it go live early? Like they're constantly refreshing. Yeah, they're okay? ready. We are consistent. So if I miss a day... And I have done, I'll be honest, because of... of I, I Usually scheduling errors. It's a scheduling error. Instead area, of 10.30 a.m., it says p.m. 10, like, 10.30 oh, p.m. And it's just it. a real silly mistake. <laughs> but now people message us going, no daily mock questions today. And, and it breaks for consistency and it breaks yeah. for trust. So social media, if you're consistent, people start to see your values you live life by, which is, which is um, consistency. Um, dedication, um, trust, yeah. which is all daily, of action, daily showing action, showing up, which is exactly what you want you and your clients to do for each other. If you do that for free, then you're also going to do that in your program. In your paid program. And that equals results. And that equals results. And so if you're, say, good for, I don't know, a couple of weeks, and then something comes up, life throws you lemons, okay, or it, suddenly life gets a little bit challenging, and you don't post for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, that sends a very clear message out to the marketplace. Maybe a bit turbulent. Okay. Maybe you can't guarantee that you're going to be there. 
Completely. And so there's very underlying uh, principles at a subconscious level of why somebody might switch off from your social media. And I get it. Life will throw your lemons. Like we've been ill. We've been um, poorly. We've been in hospital. We've been teaching. We've been teaching. <laughs> we've been on holiday. But you'll always get a 10.30 a.m. post from me in spite of how I think, in spite of how I feel or in spite of what's going on. And I think if you're not sure how much you can take on, it's better to do one thing a day very consistently yeah. than five things one day and zero the next. Yeah. So think about what you need to do that is achievable. Brilliant. Also, I wanted to really add on this no like and trust that it doesn't just come down to posting on social, but the moment you can add to that by taking your client elsewhere, yeah. you will really, really benefit. So in social media, you don't own your list. You don't own the followers. They like, don't necessarily no one, see it. No one cares about... Algorithm might change and the client doesn't see your page I'm gonna go. No one cares about how many followers you've got. Like, like there's training providers that have got like 30, 40, 50, 100,000 followers we got four and a half thousand followers but who's busier no. who has more client who's helping more people on a daily basis but with it's those... inarguable sorry it's inarguable but we are i'm getting really passionate yeah. now. so <laughs> it doesn't mean that because somebody didn't like your post yeah or somebody doesn't like your no, page they haven't, read it. They haven't they're not they're not read, they're not they're not listening to you but the other side to this is like your point which was was that you don't necessarily own that traffic or, so that, you or can't, that followers i wanted yeah. to go on you so don't you can't own those guarantee that yeah. your content will be out in front of those followers every single time you post something yes completely so if we post our mock question we can't guarantee that it will land on the same 4,500 people every single day on their news feed it might only get to a fraction of that but the one thing that i can do to make sure that i'm still in that person's ear that i'm still there going hey do you remember me i'm here i'm still here in my uh on my stall in my blue stall is i can set up emails now emails are fantastic if you have any way of being able to bring somebody across to an email list you now own that traffic in that you can send it directly into their inbox and whatever happens on whatever platforms if facebook disappears tomorrow if tiktok disappears Instagram disappears, you own it and you can still reach out to those people yeah. easily. And you might say, well, actually, these platforms aren't going anywhere. And I don't think Facebook or Instagram are. However, TikTok has grown to be like 165 billion active users. And within the space of a year is being banned in certain countries. Like we're recording this. And a couple of days ago, the USA, America turned around and said, we are going to ban this next week and usually the UK follows shortly after so I can see a major app that has billions of active daily users is going to be banned and now all of those influencers that built up hundreds of thousands of likes and hundreds of thousands of followers have going to have their revenue or their, their route to market completely whipped from underneath them. Now if they've not taken those followers to a an email or collecting data or taking their followers to Instagram and, and, and sending them down a, a, what we class as a funnel okay allows them to communicate in different ways in order for them to build up know like and trust in order for them to kind of indoctrinate them towards coming on board as a client then they're gonna they're gonna lose out i just wanted to really highlight that just because somebody follows you you that that, that, that follower still belongs to facebook that's a facebook follower yeah. and not yours yeah. so to speak yeah. so you've really got to think email. about how do you get them to go from no like trust no like trust no like trust no like trust to have a meaningful conversation either on messenger or ideally on a phone or even in better in person for you to say 
you've known like and trust me enough. Let's have a meaningful conversation. Let's sit down and let's get you on board and come into my signature program. Like yes. you've come up to the blue stool so many times. Come on, come the other side of a blue table. There's and lots of people just like you in the blue table. Exactly. <laughs> and what I think that coronavirus over the last five months has really shown us is you never know what's around the corner. Nobody would have ever turned around that like all gyms will be closed for several months. You never know what's around the yeah, corner. Yeah, it's a really good so point. So it's really good. Although you might focus on one particular area and what we call it, build a skyscraper in one area. I think it's really beneficial to still have a few little bungalows going on <laughs> so that you can basically make sure that whatever happens if that skyscraper drops well, for any reason you can hold on yeah. you can move <laughs> those people across into your bungalow so this could be blogs and youtube which will always be like the content you've created will be there well think about but this also, really. so hold on, just, and emails and facebook and instagram well, i'm going to give you an example <laughs> take parallel we get eight thousand people read our blog every month yeah okay we've got thirteen thousand people download our podcast this fit processions yeah. yeah we've got um eleven thousand subscribers on youtube yeah we've got four and a half thousand on facebook they're all spread across yeah okay the biggest uh, skyscraper for us is YouTube. Yes. That's where the majority of our content sits. Yeah. And it's that same thing. You've got one kind of site, skyscraper, Empire State Building, with lots of other like bungalows, as Haley said, around it. Now, you might think, you know, this is really overwhelming. How do I put on the same content? Well, consider this. We're recording this now for the podcast. It will go on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. We've then put the same content onto our blog. Onto we're, our YouTube. We put the same content onto YouTube and then take the same snippet of content and put it on instagram and facebook so just because you do one bit of content it can be repurposed all over the place nice. now that's built up a serious amount of no like and trust right we've not at one point said come and join our program come and join our program like there's, there's no there's no hard sale here there's no there's not even a soft pitch it's like if you're ready you're ready you'll reach out i genuinely believe that mm -hmm. now this is why i think a lot of a lot of businesses go incredibly wrong with the no like and trust is they put a really soft subtle or even a hard pitch at the end of every it's post the hard, yeah okay so they go for example a boot camp might go uh or it doesn't i'm not picking on boot camps here but you might say right uh really good boot camp this morning uh really good work rate from everybody if you're ready to come and join us send me a message now and there's a picture of everybody working out but that's not no like and trust Okay, you've not, yeah. you've not, you've not, you've not helped them with a problem. You've not helped them solve any minor pain they have. You've not given them any advice. You've not, not helped them get over not, their internal you've hang not, ups. You've not helped them get over their internal hang ups. You've not helped them with in any tip or advice. You've not given them anything tangible or actionable steps to do. You've literally shown them a pretty picture. And, and then pitched. and then pitched and that turns a lot of people and off. the occasional one like that might be fine because they might be ready having consumed your no like trust content well a good kind of formula in terms of a how you might do uh, 40 percent of your content might be uh, really fun and, and, and entertaining mm -hmm. 40 percent of your content might be educational and a bit more serious nice I and like then 20 percent of your content might be um, a soft or hard pitch nice. okay so if you're going to have 10 posts in the week four of those are going to be funny yeah four of those are going to be uh educational and a bit more serious and two of them are going to be one of them might be come and join my email list and the other one might be come and join my signature program uh, you've just done it all for 
formula. I just given you a, 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 re a hell of a like, good formula. A, a, like a re and that's something that, that I followed and we followed for years because because it, it's really really simple in terms of no like and trust and you wouldn't literally go like four funny four into four <laughs> educational. Two pitches. Two pitches. You would spread them out. You'd spread them out throughout the week and see when people are reacting and, and responding. So I know that more people react and respond in the morning on Facebook and in the afternoon and evening on Instagram. Yeah. And I take the same content and mix and match it around. But even if I went on that 442 principle, like you might even do one a day. Yeah. One post a day across 10 days. You're so far down the road towards your goal because you've taken an actionable step. And it so links in everything that we've said. And so we've got four principles that we've dived into today. The first was all about having a set goal and deadline. The second was about chunking it into smaller pieces. So you've got something daily you can do. And then the third, what was the third about? The third one was about <laughs> signature program, which was, was solve one, one, problem. one problem. And then the fourth was then about going and getting your clients by adding value first. I always think, always think it's like, how every day I get I literally step in the office and I think how do I add value what do I need to give today like if I was to sit down in front of any of our learners okay or the people that have, that follow us but have not yet bought what what's their one problem what's their thing that's stopping them from taking action and I'll go and look at content previous content and create new content to put in front of them to go, do you know what? That's exactly what I wanted to hear today. It's like you're a bug on my wall or you've set up CCTV in my house. And I'm thinking, if I can just give you something uh, without the expectation of receiving, if I can just provide some value without the expectation of you ever coming on board as a client, Okay, I'm leading with that value. And yeah. I think that is fundamental in today's world. Well, this world. is the value too. Like we've turned around to you guys and said, what we found with season one of Fit Pro Thirty uh, Fit Pro Sessions, Fit Pro Sessions. <laughs> um, is that it was really good, but they were each individual things were like there's a bigger problem that needs to be addressed, and that's that we want to dive deeper to really help you understand how to get started yeah. as a Fit Pro because. People are qualifying and we help loads and loads of people get qualified. But what do you do next? What's so we next wanted step? to make sure that the whole of season two was this logical progression through really making sure we've battled all of your wars that you've got. And, I would and we've say, helped you get to the point you're ready. And I would say go back. Hopefully you've listened to episode one, two, three and now four. I'd say go back and binge listen to them. Mm. It might take up four hours. But that could be another listen and another aha moment for you to go do you know what i i'm gonna do this this is my goal this is my these are my steps this is my process this is what i'm gonna do this is my main problem i'm gonna solve this main problem i'm gonna go after this client and that's their yeah. main problem i'm gonna start by adding value i'm gonna start by adding value i know why i'm gonna add value i know my reasons why i know that um the kids go back to school or on half term in a couple of weeks time life's gonna throw me lemons i need to schedule ahead of myself i know that this is going to bottleneck my my entire week and i've got to sort that out i'm going to be consistent i'm going to be true to my uh, my deep values i'm going to be dedicated in spite of what life throws at me these are my questions where do i get my insurance answered bam i've got my insurance common questions bam do i need to be a member of reps yes or no my choice what am i going to do do I need a website? Not right now. That's not my problem. My problem's here. Yeah. <laughs> breathe, in, breathe, breathe, breathe. <laughs> Internal hang up, fear of failure. Well, I might fail, but if I don't start, I'm always going to fail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? Let's leave it on that point. That's good. Okay. If you don't start, you've already failed. Okay. And most people's reason 
for not starting is fear of failure. Yeah. I want you to consider that not starting at all is also the exact same route to the same feeling of failure. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like I'm ending on like a quite a sombre note, <laughs> but I really want you to start. You really want to start. And I hope we've really drilled in that it doesn't have to be the biggest no, leap every exactly. single time. We'd much rather you do something small, regularly, very consistently. I think that's probably our biggest message across the board. Yeah. And just yeah. know that sometimes what you think you needed to do isn't actually the main priority. The answers you thought you needed to answer aren't necessarily the biggest priority. But what, what hopefully we've opened up over this season is that focusing you on what you do need to work on, focusing on the actions that you do need to take so that you can make this dream of yours a, a reality, reality and, and that, just start. And that in starting, you end up with a new set of problems and then you tackle those problems and that creates a new set of problems. Like what you're experiencing right now is the exact same thing you're going to experience in a year down the road when you've got hundreds of dozens, hundreds of clients. And then you'll have, it, it's just the same set of problems on a different scale. Yeah. So we're always going to be problem makers, problem solvers. And when you solve a problem, you create a new set of problems and we become a problem solver. So what you're experiencing right now is just part of that journey. Just enjoy it, relax with it and take the action you need to take today. So final question, who do you need to become? What yeah. do you need to do in order to take the next step in your journey? Okay, don't overcomplicate it, yeah. keep it simple and just say this one task, this one answer is I just need to do this one thing today and it's a 30 second task. If that's what it is, that's what it is. It doesn't matter. The only comparison is who you're comparing yourself to yesterday. Awesome. Okay, and with that, this is the end of season two, episode four. It's been a blast. Absolutely, Absolutely awesome. loved it. Um, and you're going to have to hold out and guess and wait to see what happens with season three next week. It will be nothing. I'll let you into a clue. It will be nothing to do with... It's um, not Fit Pro Beginnings. Fit Pro Beginnings. Definitely not. Anything you want to add to finish up? No, I think, uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining us in season two. It's been awesome. Make sure you join us in the Inner Circle Facebook group. There yep. will be a link with this podcast and video. And in there, you can ask questions. And most importantly, you can mingle with other fit pros in Just a really like supportive place that have your back rather yep. than uh, feeling like you're sort of on your own. Completely. So, yeah, join us inside the Inner Circle. And if you've got a lot out of season two, Fit Pro Beginnings, and you are ready to give us a five-star review in iTunes, you can't do it on other platforms, unfortunately, but if you are on iTunes, you're an iPhone user, iOS user, um, please go ahead, drop us a review. It'd be great to hear your feedback from there. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe, like, and also leave a little comment because I love reading your comments and replying. And we will see, see you, you in season week, three. Season three. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.